Most good games get a sequel, but what makes sequels great? We've figured it all out in this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hey everyone, I'm Travis and I'm joined by John Dodson and Tim. And today we're going to talk about sequels. Uh, John and I were having a bit of a back and forth in their group chat about Doom Eternal and we had some different views about what that trailer meant to us and whether it looked like a good sequel or not. Um, Tim, I don't think you really joined in on that conversation much. So now you have your chance to have your say. So, yeah, let me um, just a little background info for the people listening here. So we have a, a group chat that we, you know, use to, you know, communicate with each other and keep up to date on stuff. And so uh, both John and Travis, uh, they more or less work remotely so they have access to their phones all day. I work a nine to five in an office, you know, so I, I can't have my phone out. So it is not uncommon for me to come up on my lunch break, look <laughs> down at my phone, and I have 200 unread messages. It's so true. So, and it's that is so a regular true. occurrence. <laughs> See, the so thing true. is, though, I do not work remotely. I work in an office. I just have my phone out anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he's a programmer, so, so he can't. It's crazy. It's just different kinds of jobs, right? It's like, get off yeah. your phone, and another job where you can totally have your phone out. I'm, nice. Yeah, I'm on my phone, you know, or on my work phone with clients all day. Meanwhile, I've got my phone on mute, because otherwise, you know, my, my ringtone when I get a text message is the Mario coin sound effect. People would think I'm, like, sitting there playing games at my desk because it be going off so often. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, so I did not join in the... And the conversation because I was at work at that time. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about sequels and what makes them good, what makes them not so good. Uh, it seems like a ton of games are coming out lately that are sequels or reboots or something. Some of them are very well loved. Some of them get panned heavily. And we are going to find out why. All right. So Silicon Valley, Hollywood. Pay attention, because three random guys on the internet are going to tell you how to fix sequels. Hey everyone, this is Tim from Cheerful Ghost Radio. My co-host and I want to thank you for listening to our show. We have a lot of fun making this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it too. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon is a site where people can fund the things they love. If you choose to support us at the membership level... You'll also get some awesome benefits on the Cheerful Ghost website. So head over to cheerfulghost.com, click the heart icon at the top of the page, and support us on Patreon. Thanks. Okay, so, Tim, you weren't part of this conversation that we had, so I'll give you the first shot. What makes a sequel good or not so good? Oh, God, man. I mean, they have a... (laughs) Way smarter people who get paid to think of this stuff can't figure that out i don't know <laughs> if we're gonna come up with a with a perfect formula well, for you for you but when you're um, playing a game what makes it I, a good sequel yeah I, w- I was trying to think of like okay so like you know what are of, of all the games i've played like that had a sequel and i liked the sequel better like what you know 
what made it better. And I, I think part of what it comes down to is games that are like that they're not afraid to kind of like look at what worked, look at what didn't work, and then you know kind of like tweak the things that just didn't quite work out, but reinforce the stuff that did work. Like um, like one of the examples I was thinking of is like with Legend of Zelda. You look at the first Zelda game, uh, and then you look at uh, Adventures of Link, and not a lot of people really fell in love with uh, with that game because they just they changed too much. Like it, it didn't stick. Like they didn't keep all the stuff from the first game that worked really well. They went in a totally different direction, and I think it turned a lot of people off. Even though objectively, like it's not a bad game. Um, but then you compare it to like uh, Link to the Past where they went back to the top-down view, the kind of, like, you know, um, you know, that kind of style of uh, exploration and dungeon, you know, exploring the dungeons and stuff, the more, like, action fighting, it, you know, it. they took all the best parts of the first game, you know, and then they upgraded the things that, like, you know, the graphics, the music, the uh, the puzzles, and just all around made everything that needed to be, you know, made better better um and then i was like trying to think of like you know sequels like um i really liked the first halo game didn't really care for the second one and in all honest i could really pin down why i mean they were pretty similar there wasn't really a lot different about it so maybe that was the problem it just felt too much like they were just rehashing the same thing over like they didn't take any risks um so, yeah, it's it's a tough question that you've you've posted here for us. Okay, John, how about you? So, I think what makes a good sequel, I want to talk about I think what technically is required to make a sequel. And technically, all you need to make a sequel is just some continuation of the first game. Um, but I think good sequels don't really even new need to really do much more than just what the first game did. And they don't even have to improve much. I, I think that it's entirely possible that, you know, you could get a sequel to a game that's just more levels. You know, uh, it's just a continuation of that, not even new mechanics. And I think that's a good sequel as long as it doesn't destroy anything that the first game had or make it worse objectively. Then I think that's good. Just keep doing the same thing as the first one and just do more of it. And that's good. And I think the difference between good and great is what we're going to talk about next. But yeah, I think that's the difference. A good sequel is just more the same. And a great sequel is more than that. And I've got quite a few uh, things to say about that. Yeah, I don't. I think you make a good point. Like if, when you look back at the original Doom and Doom 2, what, what did Doom 2 really add except a couple new weapons, a couple new enemy types, and a lot more levels? And that worked really well. Uh, and then, but, but you have some things like the Quake games, Quake 2, was entirely different. I mean, it was a first-person shooter. It had a, an upgraded engine, but everything else was pretty much different. Like, the first one took place in more of a medieval-ish setting. I don't even know what you'd call it. And the second one was very sci-fi. And, well, the Quake series is kind of all over the place anyway, and they have somehow made it work. But um, I think that a good sequel takes what like what Tim said takes what was good and either refines it or adds things to it that makes sense. 
And I think that a good example of this is with Assassin's Creed 3. They added in the ship battles, and that was a really good addition. And then also in Assassin's Creed 4, they took that stuff and refined it really well. Like, really well. And then a bad example of this is Assassin's Creed Revelations, where they, for some reason, added in a tower defense game to it that really felt tacked on and had no place in it. And other than that, it really felt like the same games you'd been playing and you were just scratching your head as to why the hell they did this. It's kind of like what you were saying with uh, the Zelda 2, where it was so different, it didn't make sense. It's a little bit of a smaller scale version of that, but it's they're kind of ignoring what made things good and trying to add on things that make no sense. All right, so John, you can go first on this one. You said you've got some ideas about what makes a great sequel. What do you think makes a great sequel? So a great sequel takes the best parts of the first game and it improves on them in a few ways. And I think the big ways are doubling down on what made the first game great. So, for instance, I'll use an example. Warcraft 3 uh, Reign of Chaos is one of my all time favorite games. OK, the Frozen Throne comes around and it said, hey, what's great about Warcraft three? Well, heroes were great. Let's do more of them. So it made all and it also took the existing units and it made them better um, by increasing their abilities and also adding more fun units, because, again, really part really fun uh, thing about strategy games is the units and it just made them more fun and it added more interactions. So they did the more heroes thing by adding these things called neutral heroes. So you could go up to a neutral hero tavern and at some point after the cooldown limit had hit, you could actually recruit neutral heroes. So if the map had that on there, any race could re- recruit a set of certain heroes and then they added one more hero per race. So again, they added what was what was great about it? and they added more and that was really cool and it enhanced it in a way and changed it. So that was really cool. Other games that sort of doubled down on the fun and made it better, I would say, were Hotline Miami 2. Uh, they basically just in, took all the fun shooting mechanics and added more characters. And then they added like a level editor for the game, which is amazing. And then also games like Unreal Tournament 2004. Again, so you have the original Unreal Tournament game, which is just an incredible shooter, probably one of the best multiplayer shooters around. And then Unreal Tournament 2004 says, oh, you know what's better than Cap? What's also awesome is Capture the Flag deathmatch but then they also added onslaught which was you could get in these like um uh, vehicles and go to um certain kinds of um uh, nodes and then if you had the nodes that lined it up to the base you could go blow up their base and that was really really cool so they basically just took Unreal tournament and they made it way more fun um so i think half-life 2 is a good example of doubling down um in this instance though it extends the story in a really compelling direction so i think the doubling down for half-life 2 wasn't really that the wasn't really that the gameplay was that different it really wasn't they didn't really do that much different with it i don't think uh but it was the story got a lot more compelling they got a lot better at storytelling in that one um the graphics were also quite good too so um, I think that really great games can also go in a totally different direction than the first one. So like Super Mario Brothers 2, um, we all know that's based on Doki Doki Panic, but they took the Mario sort of platforming formula and it just 
made it it looked way better it you know the play was really superb um they added extra characters you could play like four characters so that was actually really good um a lot of people you know think that super mario brothers 2 is this weirdo game that you shouldn't consider it's the lost levels or actual japanese super mario brothers 2 but if you look at super mario brothers 2 Versus the U.S. Super Mario Brothers 2, the original like Japanese version was pretty much the same game engine as the first game. It's just harder. Well, that is fine, but I think Super Mario Brothers 2 is better in that it was actually just very different and it actually was incrementally better. It looked better. It had, you know, again, more characters you could pick. And I and I liked the the theme better. It actually had a story with it, you know, and the ending was kind of fun, too. You know, uh, it was sublime, but I liked it a lot. So again, story plus doubling down. But I think one uh, really important element is also moving tech forward and game mechanics. So um, yeah, and I'll talk about um, my favorite sequels and that later, but sort of pushing that and uh, and that kind of thing. And you can see that with games that move from 2D to 3D, like Link to the Past versus Ocarina of Time and that sort of thing. And I think those can make really great sequels. So yeah, all of those things make a great sequel. Awesome. Tim? Yeah, so I, I don't, I guess I kind of disagree with, um, you know, not saying that it's not Fight important me! To. <laughs> Fight me! Well, I I guess I don't fully disagree, but I think there comes a point no, where you can totally adding, disagree. Uh, we adding disagree. new stuff, like after a while the game just starts to get kind of bloated. Um, oh, and yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of go back to yeah, like, yeah. to like, using Zelda as an example here, by the time Skyward Sword came around, it just felt like that game had no reason to exist because we'd already basically played that exact same game. You know, um, they just kept adding new stuff, new motion controls, more items and stuff like that. And it just, it felt bloated and like there was no purpose for it to exist. It The fun just kind of wore off. And then Breath of the Wild came out, and they stripped all that stuff out. You, you know, they took out like all this stuff that you thought was iconic in Zelda. You know, like the hook shot and you know all these other things, and they basically just gave you your runes, which were you know bombs, the magnet thing, the stasis, and you know it just set you free in this open world environment. And it's one of the best sequels to any game ever. Like I will never stop raving about this game. It is so freaking good. Um, so I, I do think that like, there comes a point where it's just adding new stuff, you know, it's just a problem. And that just continuing the previous game, you know, just, just won't cut it anymore. Something about it has to, you know, be improved on or changed or, you know, in this case, it was taking the Zelda format and turning it into an open world, you know, exploration game to kind of recapture that sort of initial feeling of exploration that you had in the first like Zelda game, but in a, a 3D environment. So there's that's kind of my two cents there. I totally agree. A, a and um, no, no, I totally agree. And I think that kind of harkens back to the original discussion that Travis and I had on the text chain that you didn't take part in because you don't like us very much. But I think that. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes making my money cre- way more than he likes talking to us anyway <laughs> your priorities suck um <laughs> i i basically my point was and i and i think differently on this now after watching way more doom 
eternal gameplay, but trailers and stuff. But I think that my big critique of Doom Eternal was that it just seemed like yet another Doom game that we've already played. You know, we already played Doom 2016. Didn't look that transcendent. It's just a sequel. And Travis is like, well, it is a sequel. It's more of the it's more of Doom and it's enhancing its new guns. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not there's not much there. I guess I sort of looked at it like the way you look at Skyward Sword compared to any other Zelda game, uh, Tim. But I totally agree. I think that there's good sequels. There are meh sequels, there are good sequels, and there are transcendent ones, I suppose. And I and I think Breath of the Wild is maybe transcendent in that way, in that it just kind of flips things around a little bit. But I think that would kind of harkens back to my point uh, about Doom Eternal all the way back at the beginning. Now, again, like I say, I sort of look at it a little bit different. I think Doom Eternal is doing quite a bit more there than than I initially thought based on that uh, QuakeCon review. But yeah, Tim, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think that we were kind of seeing different things in that initial trailer. And I think we were kind of coming at it from two different points of view because of that. But um, I don't think that based on what we've seen in that Doom Eternal preview, it's going to achieve like great sequel status. But I think it is going to be a really good sequel. Uh, It looks like they're advancing things quite a bit. But no, I, I agree with what both of you are saying. And I was trying to think about what makes a great sequel for me. And I don't think it's like any one thing you can really pin down. I think if something is refined and improved to a significant degree, like a notable degree, it can achieve a great, the status of a great sequel just with that alone, if it does a good enough job of that. Um, But things that fundamentally change the gameplay like mechanics that are added that will fundamentally change the gameplay like in super mario odyssey where you can be nearly any enemy and have all their powers and everything that was a major game changer it was it didn't feel like kirby ripoff kirby <laughs> yeah. ripoff that's not a bad point but it, it yeah didn't we feel just like... reviewed kirby's adventure like a couple minutes ago <laughs> that's why i mentioned that i haven't played odyssey yet when i get a switch i'm totally oh buying it. man it's so good and it it doesn't feel like the same normal mario power-ups like even when like in some of them where you have like seven or eight different kinds of crazy power-ups this one it just expands things so much and builds it up so much that i think that alone helps it achieve great sequel status but like tim said Sometimes if you just strip away everything except for the core components of the game and rebuild it into something else, like with Breath of the Wild, that is an absolute great sequel. That may be my favorite sequel of all time. Maybe not my favorite game, but my favorite sequel. It was just a beautifully done game. And one that I imagine I'll be coming back to normally with games I put more than a hundred hours into, I decide, you know what? That's one time I'm, I'm good. I'm done, but I think I'll be coming back to that one more, but yeah, I can't nail down a good formula for it. It's just kind of like a, you'll know it when you play it, if it's a great sequel or not. All right, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. If you can't pick one sequel, feel free to pick more. But Tim, what is your favorite sequel of all time? 
Oh god, I don't know if I could pick a favorite, so I'm just gonna go through like a, a couple sequels that are, you know, I, I think kind of stand out as some of my favorites. So I, we already mentioned Breath of the Wild a couple times, so I'll I'll just mention that but move on. Um, I think Borderlands 2 was a phenomenal sequel um, yes. and just a great game. And it's it was kind of like that example that really made me think that like you know well what makes a great example or a great sequel is you take the base game you look at what worked all right the the loot mechanics the uh, the shooting was really tight the controls the environments were good but needed to be varied up uh, the story sucked and so they they went through and they gave it a <laughs> genuine real story uh, better character development you know an actual villain that you could you know. Uh, learn to love to hate. Um, and it just, yeah, yeah. It took everything about the base game that was good, threw out the stuff that didn't work, you know, fixed it where it Which needed to be. Which wasn't much, honestly. I think yeah. <laughs> the big stuff was the quality of life. It definitely helps made. that you had a solid first game also. Um, so yeah, so Borderlands 2 is really great. Super Metroid uh, is again where it, it took the best parts of the original threw out all the stuff that didn't work, improved it, you know, and ended up making one of the best games ever made. Um, Added maps. Huge. Oh, oh so yeah. important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Biggest <laughs> so addition, great. I think, of the whole franchise, frankly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, man, there's so many great sequels, though. Um, I might get a little bit of heat for this. I'm, I'm going to throw out Chrono Cross, uh, the sequel to Chrono Trigger. Um, I mean, it's, Chrono Cross is a kind of a loved game, but I think everybody kind of says that Chrono Trigger is better, and I would agree with that, but I, I really like Chrono Cross. I think it's a great game, and the fact that it is a genuine sequel to the first game is, uh, is really cool. Even it's if it like doesn't Final appear to be at first. It doesn't at first, but then they come back and they tie it together like you know, kind of in the middle to late game there, and then everything kind of clicks into place, and you're it, all of a sudden it like starts to make sense, you know. But not doing it first sounds like that's just a better way to make a game, right? Surprise is cool. You don't have to give people everything mm-hmm. right away. I think, yeah, with video games, it's like expected that you're going to get everything spoiled. But I, I don't think that that's a thing that we should expect. Actually, I think that good games can have surprises in them. And yeah, should, absolutely. actually. That's good storytelling, actually. All right, John, what is your favorite sequel or sequels? <clears throat> so I, I'm going to do a list kind of like Tim, but we're going to put my favorite on the top, which is also my favorite game of all time. Yeah, it's my favorite game of all time. And that's The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past is my favorite game of all time. Probably. Yeah, that's probably it. Oh, oh Jesus. It's like that. It's like that. Or like <laughs> Link's Awakening, but it's probably A Link to the Past. OK, so um, that's an incredible sequel. It makes the gameplay more fluid. It adds a bunch of stuff. The Zelda franchise was never the same after that. It like every it added these elements that just never the the series never stopped doing it added a storyline throughout the game that was compelling and that kind of thing it's infinitely replayable i I could talk about this game for a zillion years but i won't but i'm just going to keep rattling off other sequels this might be the second sequel like my second favorite sequel and that's portal 2 so 
you basically take an amazing game, you make it easier to play, not easier to play, but just more polished. The graphics are incredible. You make it more funny. You give it a cool story. You make it longer. And then you add the ability to make levels later. They didn't even stop making the game when they released it. And then when you buy it on PlayStation 3, you give everyone a free Steam code. Holy smokes. That was amazing. Yeah, I know. Portal 2 is one of the best sequels ever, and it's still incredible to play. And I'm probably going to keep playing this game until I'm dead. And I really hope... There's another Portal game at some point if Valve decides that. Um, I want another Portal game more than I want Half-Life 3. I know heresy, but I do. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll sign on to that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know that's... Too. Yeah, it's just so great. I want. I, I would love more of that. And I think it makes sense um, to do more of that. So a couple other games, and I'll go on these quickly. StarCraft II, Heart of the Swarm. It's, in my opinion, the best of that. StarCraft II, it's just so fun, and I love... I'm a... I'm like a Zerg player, so it's just so great. Story's really fun. Uh, like I said, Link's Awakening, uh, Age of Empires 2. Oh my gosh, that game is phenomenal. Uh, Unreal Tournament 2004, like I said earlier. And I wanted to pick Final Fantasy game, and it's Final Fantasy 2 on the Super Nintendo or Final Fantasy 4, whichever the, whatever you want to do. I bought, I played Final Fantasy 2, kids. So uh, that's, uh, and people would say, why not 6? Isn't that better? Well, for me, Final Fantasy 2 is a game that I think about more and I just, it's a little bit closer to my heart, I think. Um, yeah, that's of course debatable. I'm sure some people have take point to that, but I like it. It's great. Um, love me some spoony bards. So it's pretty good. I'm kind of uh, glad Tim. you brought up final fantasy. Cause I was going to kind of throw this out. Um, when we were done talking about our sequels here, but are the final fantasy games considered like real sequels, even though like each one, has like its own separate storyline and then some of those games do end up getting their own separate sequels hmm it's uh, like there um, is a final fantasy 10 2 and a final fantasy yeah, 13 right. 2 and got, 3 like crisis know? core final fantasy 7 and yeah, right that, yeah that first person shooter game that was so do those, uh Vincent. yeah so do those yeah. count as like the core final fantasy games do those count as sequels because well, i almost put some of those on my list but then i was like i that's kind of debatable. I think we Final Fantasy. Them. Yeah, I would. And I mean, clearly Final Fantasy two, the after years is a proper sequel to the, you know, and the ones you're talking about, but I would say so. Maybe they're a continuation of the mechanics and, you know, the, you know, the style and that kind of thing. But yeah, I think so. Although I'm sure there are plenty of people that would say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so some Minus honorable internet. mentions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're so wrong. Um, <laughs> Docs you. Here's your All right, address. Then I'm putting Call Final Fantasy VI on my list of favorite sequels. Because <laughs> nice. uh, although I, I do love Final Fantasy IV, you know, that was probably, I, actually, I think that was the first Final Fantasy game I ever played. Um, VI, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth of what my favorite Final Fantasy game is, but it's it's always like, you know, six is always in the one of the top spots there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So honorable mentions really quickly are Bioshock Infinite. I think it's a great sequel for the story, the story. Um, and by the time you're done with all the DLC, um, you're right back. Uh, no, well, I don't I don't want to spoil it, but the way that it ties into the entire franchise. I love that Mega Man 2. Uh, it's just a better game. Borderlands 2, like y'all say. So those are my uh, favorites. Yeah, I think you guys have mentioned all of mine. Um, no, not not quite all of them, but um, yeah, Mario Odyssey, 
I mentioned earlier is possibly my favorite Mario game, which is saying something. Uh, but it's even if not, it's my favorite Mario sequel just because of better than Super Mario Brothers or sorry. Um, which the Super Nintendo one, right? Super, Super, Mario, Super Mario, Mario, Mario World. Yeah. World. Yeah. Better than Mario World, do you think? It's tough. It's tough. But I, I sure I do think sure. that it's a better sequel just in terms of right, what it adds right. and how it changes things up. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Question. Okay. Question. We both played Galaxy, and I think Super mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy is one of the best Mario games. And you think Odyssey's better than that? Or is Odyssey like a better game than Galaxy? Yeah, I think it's better than Galaxy. Wow. Okay. Great. That's great. I can't wait to play it then. <laughs> and yeah, we mentioned Breath of the Wild. Such a great game. Um, but GTA five probably is I it's hard to say, but that one's probably my, my favorite. The way the story is told through three separate point of views is new to GTA and new to that kind of game in general, I think. And being able to just switch between them on the fly is great. And it it amped up the mayhem and the density of the characters and cars and everything on on screen. Borderlands 2, you guys mentioned, such a great game. Amazing writing. And the mechanics and everything just got such great polish. Um, Half-Life 2, you guys have talked about. I think that it's... Half-Life 2 is probably in my like top three video games of all time, but I really don't think we need want a sequel anymore because it's been too long and it will not be satisfactory. <laughs> I think the hype's been built up too much for it. I kind of want them to stop, but we'll see. I've never we'll even see. considered that. That's a really good point. Like, can this meet any kind right. of expectations? It might not be able to, yeah. but Portal 2 really did, but maybe there were no expectations, so it hit them. Yeah, I mean, oh. Portal 1 was such a short game and didn't have a lot past the mechanics. I mean, it had a funny AI overlord and then the puzzle mechanics. And Portal, Portal 2 was what I was going to say next. Portal 2, man, what a great game. They took this the Portal mechanics and then added all kinds of new extra puzzle mechanics to it, like with the, the different fluids you can throw around to make you run faster or jump higher. And I think it's a more accessible game Like you were talking about. It's easier to play. I think it's more the game doesn't get in your way as much, but it also adds more challenge later on with all the throwing all the different mechanics at you. And then when you play multiplayer, which is a new addition to Portal 2, it gets even trickier. Like, John, you and I play through most of that and... Man, I think there's just one level that we have to complete, honestly. Yeah, those puzzles get really tricky toward the end. So fun. Yeah, so fun. Very much so. You know, guys, now I'm realizing we need to do a Portal 2 retrospective. Yeah, (laughs) we need to review this game. It's so fun. I would gladly do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do both games, actually. We should probably do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone, spoiler alert, we're going to do both games. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I think my last one that I want to talk about that hasn't already been talked about to death is... Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. I used to play like every single Assassin's Creed game. I've kind of fallen off on that because they got really samey. But I feel like Assassin's Creed 4 was the peak of it. Like all the mechanics got refined to their to perfection. They really pushed the ship and fleet mechanics to a really great point. 
and then it felt like everything after that was just iterative and not really adding anything to it much but yeah assassin's creed 4 was probably the best one so far i haven't played the most recent ones maybe they're great but i've kind of lost interest a bit Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening.